You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this final recording of the Leadership Series, Linnell asks his radio audience, how do leaders learn and who are their mentors? Who do leaders go to for inspiration? Let's join the conversation. Tonight, I want to formally close out the topic of leadership. Of course, understanding that this will come up, you know, leadership will come up in almost everything we talk about anyway. But, you know, just kind of put a, a ribbon on it, I suppose, in regards to, you know, the term leadership. So you can pretty much dub this evening as a chat on leadership and learning to finalize the leadership topic. So the questions, the questions for tonight, just to get you all thinking, is how do leaders learn? And the second question is who are their mentors? And when I say their mentors, I mean leaders. Like, so if leaders are leading other people, then who is leading them or where are they, you know, kind of garnering their leadership philosophy or their leadership inspiration, et cetera. So, you know, leadership has been a topic all month. And so just to kind of give you all an idea, and I always want to open it up, especially since we're closing, I know I covered a lot of material. I always want to open it up for questions, if you have questions about anything I talked about. So if you can remember, we talked about leaders being born, are leaders born, or are they developed? We talked about leadership as a state of being. And the one that I, and I anticipate you guys may have questions about is what does it take to lead in the 21st century? And, you know, what exactly is the 21st century? So I shared a perspective on that. And as I said tonight, I want to know how do leaders learn and what are or who are their mentors? All right. And I got James. James, you are on the air. How you doing, brother? Thank you for being there, brother, and I appreciate your contribution to the people. When you speak about leadership, mm-hmm. are you talking about leadership for oppressed people, or are you talking about leadership in business? I'm talking about both. I'm talking about leadership as a state of being, and so it would, it would be for both. Yeah, but wouldn't that be a different type of leadership uh, for leadership for black people than a leader as far as trying to profit in his business. You know, I think that there's a correlation. And let me let me explain. So being an executive for a Fortune 500 company and being trained, right? They've invested money into my leadership competencies as an individual. I think that there's a whole lot that I've been able to offer my community based on those learnings. And so I I do think that there's a a correlation, there's a thread. And unfortunately, James, not enough of us have that opportunity to be invested in, to be poured in like that. And this is one of the reasons why I feel like it's necessary for me to give back, right? I'm being poured into the, or I have been poured into, into like that. And so how can I take the lessons that I've learned and instill them into others, right? And so I, I think that it, it's uh, the leader that I am is not the leader that just the leader that shows up on Monday morning, 
but it's also the leader that shows up on Saturday nights, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I think you're talking about two different, entirely two different types of leadership. One leadership you're talking about is for business, profit, and to better yourself. A leadership for oppressed people, he's not for profit. He's not trying to better himself. He's giving his life to the people. That's why Garvey said, he said many quotes about leadership. He was strong on that. One of his quotes was, leadership is pain. You know, and, yeah. and, and so I understand what he means by that. I, I understand what Garvey means by that because, you know, there's a certain level of responsibility. There's a certain perspective that a leader has that we don't have. And when the followers are upset or you have the naysayers against the leader, I would say that that would generate pain. However, and he's not looking for profit, right? He's not looking for profit. See, that's where I disagree, because I'll tell you. So part of my own purpose as an individual is to help myself and help. Yeah, but we're talking about a leader, brother, for oppressed people, like a leader for black people. And, and, and why? He's, and he's why? Not, he shouldn't be looking for profit. Right. That's why I'm trying to get the That's the point I'm trying to get to you. You know what? So it's a slippery slope. And so let me be really clear. OK. When you say profit. You know, we all so I'm a leader. Right. So let's 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 take me for an example and say that, you know, at some point I leave the organization I'm working for and I choose to be a leader within the black community. I still have a family and I I still have people that I need to feed. Now, to be clear, in order to feed them, if I'm taking on an endeavor, let's say it's a non for profit or let's say it's a for for profit organization that is mobilizing to meet the needs of the community, you know, there's a profit involved. But at the same time, the organization or the movement could be designed solely to help the community. Now, and this is where I want to be really clear. When the only purpose is to make money off of the community, then that's when we have a problem. That's when we have a problem. But when the purpose is to, one, continue to develop my own family legacy, right, as well as bring the community along, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, but, but in the past, that have always hurt us, brother. For instance, uh, you had Soft Sheen on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. When he was building that building, uh, business, he said, oh, yeah, we all black. Yeah, y'all come on, support me. I'm support y'all. I'm going to have a job. And then when the business gets so big, he read in the heart of community, the business gets so big, he employing about 200 people. He said, hey, I, I'm up in the cell. I got to do what's best for my family. We say, hey, man, don't say we need you. you you're in health care. Uh, uh, you know, you big. We need you to stay here. He said, I got to do what's best for my family. Black people lose. And I understand, you know, that he want to do what's best for his family. But when what you just said, the people will lose. Johnson Products, same well, way. Yeah. He said, I got to do what's best for my family. We lose like that, brother. And, I and, understand what you're saying. And, but and, we lose. Well, and this is this is what I would say to that, you know, the fact that he, you know, you, you, you what you're doing is you're basically discrediting any good that was done all the way up. to. No, the I'm not sale. doing that, brother. Please don't say that. OK. Don't all right. Like that. OK. Well, I didn't say he didn't do no good. I understand some of the good he did. Then how do you? I, I also understand that uh, 
what that organization meant, that business meant to us on the south side in the heart of the community. And what it could have been, now black people buying most of their air products for some Korean. Okay, and that's true. But when you say we lose, that's such a definite statement. Well, we did lose, brother. So is it a loss or As did we lose? We See, because there's a difference between, you know, a loss, like, you know, the Miami Heat lost this week versus losing. <laughs> you get where I'm going? Yeah. So that's a strong word. I mean, it's a strong I mean, word. We lost as a people, brother. Okay, so that, we that, that so we suffered. We suffered a loss, but that well, well, okay. Well, we suffered a loss as a people. Now we don't have that engine that could have been what it could have been, and that still doesn't mean that family wouldn't have profit and been taken care of. So, guess what my answer is to that, James? Yes, sir. Now what? Because uh, and, and and let me because one well, of the things well you that, brought up the discussion so now we're yeah. discussing it and maybe if it happened again maybe that next person would uh, be more for the people and still make profit I'm not saying don't make profit but I'm saying make profit and still try to be for the people to be an institution because that's what we're right. missing right. we're missing institution. And I, I completely agree. You know, it's funny, James. I was having a conversation with a really good friend of mine, and we were talking about a particular business idea. I, I'm not going to go into details on the idea, but it's about empowering the community. And one of the things he and we're talking about, so we're scoping this thing out as a business plan. And he came back to me and he, he said, all right, so once this was going, you know, would we ever sell this? And, you know, we're asking a question before we even start. OK, will we ever sell this? And this is what I told him. And he agreed with me. I said, you know, how I feel about our community and what I believe I can instill in my own offspring or in anybody that was in a leadership position, like on a board or working for this company in an executive leadership position. What I believe I could instill in them would be never to sell. Why? Because no one will care for the community quite like the community itself. And having worked for large organizations, large corporate organizations, and have helped them move millions of dollars or save millions of dollars. And you can I, I talked about this before on one show. Clayton Christensen, who's a who's a professor at Harvard, talked about that one of the one of the main flaws in business today is that all they want to do is save money. There's nothing being put back into innovation. So if we were to sell this thing, you know, that's, in, that's basically empowering the community, and it's for profit, by the way, but empowering the community, then more than likely a, a corporation or equity firm would come in, squeeze it for all the money that it can make, and eventually leave the community destitute and slowly slipping back into whatever progress that we try to uh, pull the community into, okay? So, you know, that being said, there's a lot of work that I think needs to be done, and it's one of the reasons I brought up the subject of leadership, and I'm, I'm happy that you called in and asked the question. There's a lot of work that needs to be done on us in regards to how we view our own legacy. And as a businessman, business is hard. And so when you have individuals 
you know, like the biz, the, the, the African-American business moguls that you just brought up and they decide to sell. Like I said, it's a loss. But often, you know, being a businessman on the other side, I also understand where they're saying I'm tired. I paid my dues. And now, you know, I just want to relax. And sometimes they may not have that son, that daughter that can take it over and allow them to do that. And so I can un- I can understand that, brother, and I can appreciate that. All I'm just want to make the point when those people say, hey, I'm tired, I'm ready to go. And they don't put nothing in place where that business can stay in the black community and help build the black community and continue to build it and build institutions when that don't happen. We lose as a people, and, and the and, proof is in the pudding, brother. And, and can I make a, and can I can I jump in real quick, James? Because you yes, made it, you made an excellent point. We and so, and I'm I'm gonna say that it's a loss versus we lose because I, I there's there's power in our words, right? And I would just I would never want to say that the African African American community. I don't even want to say it now. So it's a loss, okay? But that being said, so why does that happen? And part of the reason it happens, so for instance, in corporate America, one of the things that we do as leaders is we work on succession planning. We work on developing the next group of leaders. And I I believe that you and I had a conversation some time ago about Martin Luther King and, you know, his inability to create a succession plan because he was assassinated. Right. Right. Huge loss. There was no succession plan. And I think often, you know, even when we're looking at our politics right now, today, the aldermen that we have right now, today, the politicians who are in powerful places, who are African-American, is there a succession plan? And often there's not. And these are some of the things that you do learn in the business establishment that I do believe at some point we need to begin to institute within our own community so that way we can raise up leaders who, one, are leading with integrity, who have been taught how to lead with integrity, who have strong leadership competencies, and we can begin to create a leadership legacy that will strengthen the community. Right. And listen, I'm not blaming those people. I'm just making a point. Because, see, that's why the man burned Rosewood, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Durham, North Carolina. He did that because you don't see it and you won't see institutions. So you won't come along and say, hey, let me hook on to this and I'm going to do this. That's why he burned those towns down. So the next people come along, they don't have in their gut to say, hey, I'm going to build another Rosewood. I'm going to build the south side of Chicago. That's where you sitting at right now. Mm -hmm. I know there's some white folks that came and said, hey, I'll give you this for that. I'll give you what you want. Now, it's up to them whether they want to sell it. But they know if they sell it, we are done. Yeah, and and I think that's... That is the larger conversation. That is the larger conversation. And again, you know, Brother James, with all due respect, there's so much power in your words. And so when you say we are, (laughs) I don't want to say it again, it's okay. we suffered a loss or there's a setback. But I I do believe it's more than a setback. Okay, but but at the same time, but at the same time, devastating. it could be. But at the same time, as long as. There are those of us that have breath in our lungs and we can see a vision for our community and it's a vision that we can articulate. Then I believe that there is still a great deal of hope and a great deal of work that we can do to empower this community. You don't see the vision. 
What, See, if, if Jimmy I'm sorry. Saw the vision, you would have came behind them and picked up on that vision. Are you, are you talking? To, you saying to me? I don't see yeah, the vision. I'm saying by by seeing them not seeing the vision. Oh, okay. Johnson products. So when you come along, a young black brother, strong, ready to do something, you don't see the vision. Oh, but I see it. See, that's what. But I see, but 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 I do see it, and because I've had, I've I do see the vision, and I'm doing my best. One of the reasons I drive in here every night <laughs> for free. <laughs> put gas in my own car is to help others see that same vision. Yeah, but when you talk about profit over people, brother, the people lose. I didn't everything. say over people. I didn't say over people. I didn't say over people. You yeah. Know, you, you know, I, I say, you know, we discuss profit because sometimes that's necessary. We know you got to have profit, but, right. you know, we also want to see that profit uh, go back into the community. Absolutely. To make the community stronger, then you make more profit, then you be an institution, then the community grows with you. And listen here, and I'll, I'll say this before I let you go. Speaking of profit, speaking of community, you know, and, and everybody that's, that can hear, can hear my voice, we have got to do a better job at being mindful of how we spend our dollars, where we spend our dollars, and ensuring that we support our own. See, you're going back to institution now. It's, 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 yeah, it's, you're going back it's, to institution. It's, See, me I'm and you saying, might do that, but to do that on a massive scale, you have to have institution. And, and we've been denied institution. Well, See, it's not going it, to, five or six people doing that ain't going to cut it. No, and, well, and you're right about that. You're right about that. But person come along, they are taught to do that. And and, and, they see and, it. and that's that's where it has to happen. There's a certain awareness that we need to begin to have and not just an awareness, also a certain vigor, because it takes work, a certain vigor that we need to have that can be so we can become more informed about what we're doing, the decisions that we make and ultimately help empower the But, brother, when you get nipped in the bud like we have been, then the next person, they got to come even harder and stronger. And I understand that pressure on them. Because when you burn rosewood, the next businessman that want to do that, he got to be tougher and stronger. And And I understand why they fall flat. And, and, and that's and that's one of the reasons why you hear me every weekend basically saying, hey, hit the wall, hit it, because eventually it will break. If you can't if you can't climb over it, walk around it. If you can't walk around it, then dig underneath it. If you can't dig underneath it, then take a hammer to it and hit it and hit it until it breaks. But that's the type of persistence and consistency that we will need if we want to win. All right, brother. I agree, brother. One last thing. Mm-hmm. Garvey said, when it comes to a people, mm-hmm. nothing is as important as leadership. I well, that's, why that's they a great way to close. Em. That's why they kill them. All right, brother. Thanks for the chance. <laughs> oh, man. All right, brother James. I, I appreciate you. Leaders are important, but how about if we rose up enough leaders where you you know you can't you can't take them all out because they're they're developed. All right, I got Francis from the South Side. How you doing, Francis? I'm doing okay. I have a comment based on what Mr. James was saying. Mm-hmm. The thing about it, if you have people working in a company, they see that the the owner of the company is aging or might want to come get out of it. Why can't the people that are working there pull together? And buy the company. That way, the institution remains, and it remains in the community. Mm, that's a that's a good point. That's uh, almost um, 
Uh, I know a, a number of large organizations did that, have done that before. And so employee owned, mm-hmm. um, employee owned and operated. They elect their board members. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's that's a possibility. You know, that's my uh, comment. yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's okay. a great comment. Yep. All right. um, another way at, at, of looking at solving this. And again, you know, these are individuals who made decisions, leaders who made decisions, who grew businesses and made decisions for you know reasons that we may not always be privy to all the time. So, wow, great conversation. You know, great phone call from both Brother James and Francis. Appreciate that. I got a tweet here. It's every live 3000. The black community shouldn't just be on the backs of a few. Each individual should be a constructive virus. I like that. That's a good one. So thanks for that. And again, if you want to follow me on Twitter and contribute, that you can do that at Linnell Harris. That's L-I-N-A-L Harris. H-A-R-R-I-S. All right. Hey, Leonard, I got 60 seconds, man. 60 seconds. What's going on, brother? Uh, usually I'm on short time, but I'll put it to you like this. Uh, Kathy Hughes, uh, the beautiful sister that she is, is very. Her, her name is Kathy Hughes, but if you look at her son, who's her CEO, mm-hmm. you have a stronger understanding of what true cryptology is. And uh, there's a reality to that. A leadership is often so subversive because of the, the safety factor. Sometimes we really don't know who's, who's doing what. But it's definitely a job and responsibility fraught with danger. Mm-hmm. But it's also on the positive side fraught with much reward. You have a good evening. All right, you too. And thank you for being brief. Good comments. Very good comments. I wish we had more time because we could, we, we could have gone a little deeper with that one. All right. Okay, so I, I promised that I would you know, give you all perspective. And so in the next five minutes, I would like to do that. So real quickly. Last week, you know, I had an opportunity to speak to a group of people about my purpose and the journey I had towards creating the purpose. And so to do that, I shared a brief story and I want to share that with you all. So about 10 years ago, a wonderful man and he was a mentor of mine assigned me to read a book. And I've talked about this book a lot. The name of the book is Think and Grow Rich. And after reading the book, I showed up at his office with the two page synopsis to provide a report of my reading. And the first question that he had to me was, so what's your desire? What's your life purpose? And so I stared back at him. I was like, "Um, uh, um, I'm not sure. And he said, well, did you read the book? And I said, yes, sir, I did. He said, well, the first chapter is titled Desire. And this chapter, you're taught the importance of a definiteness of purpose where you are told to write a personal desire or purpose statement for your life. And so I replied, I'm like, yeah, but I didn't think you wanted me to do all the work in the book. And so he, you know, slowly shook his head and basically politely tossed my two page synopsis that I had written for the book in the trash and uh, told me now go back, read the book again and this time do the work. So I did. Now, I'm not going to go into the emotions I had about it, but, you know, I had some emotions, especially being in my early 20s. Now, a month later. I had the first draft of what is now my personal purpose statement, and I shared it with him, and the rest is history, right? My purpose has done more for me than I can even articulate. Now, I shared this story to provide perspective on a common practice I've been guilty of, and I continue to witness in others every day. And that practice is the act of reading without true comprehension. 
Now, if you go to the dictionary and you look up the word read, there are 46 definitions. That's right, 46. And there are 46 ways the word read can be defined. And I would be shocked and amazed if any of us could fulfill the actions of them all. For example, if you read definition eight to foresee, foretell, or predict to read a person's fortune in tea leaves, that's how you use it in a sentence, only a few of us can probably really do that, right? And if, of course, if I could do that, then this segment would be a lot different. So if you really want to get down to the crux of it, reading means, and this is the definition I want to use, to look at carefully so as to understand the meaning of something written, printed, to read a book, to read music. So if you break down definition number one, of understand, that means to perceive the meaning of, grasp the idea of, comprehend, to understand. So let's take a close look at reading based on these definitions. If we look at this, reading is looking at something written carefully to understand its meaning. We understand the meaning when we truly grasp the idea and comprehend its purpose in our minds. So my question to you tonight is as follows. When you read, because many of us don't read anymore, but that's another topic. But when you read, are you really comprehending what you are reading? Are you really comprehending what you're reading? This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.